Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Football at the end of the day. Football, Hello and welcome to what I guess you could call a pre-season friendly episode of the most self-explanatory podcast out there, it's Comedians Talking About Football, where each episode we have a guest, a comedian of course, and they talk about the lows, the highs, the overpriced pies, and pretty much everything else that comes with supporting a football team. This episode, however, is a little bit different. Like lots of other football podcasts out there, we're going to be doing a little bit of a prediction episode uh, where we're going to talk about you know who we think might win the Premier League this season, who might go down and who'll get promoted from the Championship, League One and League Two and of course who'll get relegated also. I wanted to do this episode because I wanted my good mate Ed Pownall on. He is of course a comedian but when it comes to football teams he's kind of homeless because he was a fan of the original Wimbledon FC and he never quite got into MK Dons, never quite got into AFC Wimbledon. We'll talk a little bit about that in this episode. But what it did do um, with him no longer being a, a, you know attached to a team he became more of a watcher and more of a fan of football in general he's been working within the betting industry for many many years so i thought it'd be worth getting him on to share some tips and some predictions for the season ahead now as i said this is just a little bit of fun um this episode at least not through me has not been sponsored by any gambling company and if you're going to gamble off the back of these tips do so please responsibly when the fun stops stops gambleaware.co.uk etc etc so it's just a little bit of fun a little bit of predictions uh, and please look if you've got some predictions yourself or if you think we're talking rubbish why not let us know uh, through the usual channels don't forget to follow us on those as well and that's at com talk footy pod that's at com talk footy pod on both twitter and on instagram and also search for our facebook page as well at com talk footy pod and share us your predictions for what's going to happen with the season ahead because as recording this, we are just days away from the start of the 2023-2024 Premier League season. And of course, a new season means a new series of the podcast. Uh, as you probably already know, our uh, guest to kick off the new series is Karen Bailey. And that will be in the next episode. And then we've got some great guests after that. Matt Hobbs, the legend that is Davy Johns, and loads more for you to enjoy. We've also got some great podcasts in the past as well we've got the likes of josh Pugh, Maisie adam andrew mensah so go back have a look at our back catalogue if you're new to the uh, if you're new to the podcast and check those out for now though let's get those predictions in before the season starts this is ad panel talking about football it's the funny old game Talking about 
Uh, Ed, I've been trying to get you on for a while. Thanks for coming on. Um, so this is, as many other podcasts are doing, we're going to do a bit of a prediction for the season. Who's going to win the Premier League? Who's going to get relegated? We'll probably go all the way down to League Two uh, and just have a look at sort of promotions and relegations from then. I think you're the best guy to get on. You are kind of the go-to guy, especially in the comedy world, when it comes to uh, having a bet. Of course, gamble beware um, when the fun stops, stops and all that malarkey. Um, but yeah, and of course, you're kind of in a, just to give you an introduction obviously a fellow comedian, but also you're a little bit more of a neutral these days because um, as a as an original Wimbledon fan, you've not really carried over to either the MK Dons or AFC Wimbledon, have you? No, I just felt that it was one of those things that, you know, it was a bit like we sponsored Fulham when I was working for an American investing company. And so I became a sort of quasi fan of theirs. And then people would say, oh, do you remember 1984? And I'd think, no, I don't. <laughs> um, so... It's been difficult to find a new club. The other two, as you just mentioned, they're so far away from from where Wimbledon was that that it just I just thought it was the perfect time to sort of sever and concentrate on. It's made me a much better punter because I don't have any allegiance. Um, and frankly, Wimbledon, you know, we lasted far too long in the Premier League. Yeah, as I always used to say, I, I went to Plough Lane to watch my team, and I went to Highbury to watch football. <laughs> they made it into a Sainsbury's and now Plough Lane's back as a stadium seems like an awful lot of baffing about where we are very sad we'd go to our own you know the Wimbledon pub in inverted commas and uh, there'd be more Man United supporters than there were Wimbledon supporters so it became a bit of a nonsense by the end you were sort of stood on your own you could sort of feel it coming to be honest and for you did you um, did you feel you became a little bit more maybe of a of a watcher of football or like a, a better football fan o- overall once your club sort of went and you didn't sort of get affiliated to a team? Totally. Much, much better analyst than I used to be for sure um, because I don't have that kind of heartstrings pull. I still I still, still love Super Roy Hodgson though. That's probably my last sort of affiliation that's still left because he, uh, he took, when we sponsored Fulham, he took us to the, UEFA Cup final, and then when he moved to West Brom, he uh, he got us to eighth, I think. And uh, so I'd still have a huge, uh, warm heart for, for Super Roy Hodgson. I know a lot of other fans do not, but uh, there it is. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's um, that's as you've said, you've you know really got into the world of, uh, and you've been working, of course, um, for for gambling companies. And uh, I know you like a good bet every now and then. So I thought you were the best guy to speak to about predictions this season let's maybe just start at the top which the majority of fans in the country will be uh will be, will be talking about and be making guesses about and that is of course the uh the, the premier league um for you let's just go straight to the top i mean it, it you could argue this is quite an easy answer but for you who who is going to be crowned champions this season well yeah, i mean i think city are still the best i mean they they do need to do a little bit of business i think like you know losing two very key players um, in Mares and Gundogan, so I, th- I think they do need to just do some business before the the window shuts. But the one I can't have is this talk of Arsenal getting closer to them, and it's a two horse race. I think Arsenal could easily fall off a cliff, relatively so. I mean, I'm talking about sort of fourth or fifth. I don't see, you know, all those big teams around them fell away last year, and I think it was a bit of a flash in the pan season for Arsenal. Um, and I think there'll be disappointment in North London um, for for the Arsenal mob because 
just I don't see where they're going. You know, I, I think Declan Rice is a great player. I think they've made some good signings, but there's no question that all of those around them, Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool, you know, are all going to improve on, on last year. And so I, I can see Arsenal not even getting a silver medal next year. I mean, that, that I, I think you're right. I mean, for me, I think if you're going to compete against Man City, you need to be making world-class signings. And like I said, big fan of Declan Rice. I think he's fantastic. But if he's your one big summer signing, it's not really going to do the job, is it? I mean, especially when, you know, you need to be going out there and grabbing yourself an Mbappe, someone like that, or a Haaland. You know, you need like a, some goal machine coming in who you think, okay, he's in here, we can compete. You're exactly right. And uh, and they, they don't have that. You know, you've got to have someone that puts it in the back of the net. And I, you know, they've got reasonable front strike force, but I just think eight to 11 Man City, I'm not traditionally an odds on punter, but I think that's free money, to be honest, because Liverpool have got to bounce back from a terrible season last year. Chelsea were bottom half, pretty much. And so they're 14 to one shots. I think they'll struggle to get in the top four. They're six to four to do so. I'd lay that all day long. Um, and so there's going to be a surprise package. I think the surprise package might well be Aston Villa. And they finished super well last year. I don't think they'll make top four, but sort of 12 to one to make top, uh, sorry, six to one to make top six, I think looks looks like a pretty decent bet. Um, eight to one to make top four, I think probably is a lay because I do think those bigger teams uh, will will compete much harder. Um, I don't think City will have it as a cakewalk, but uh, but I, I don't see Arsenal as being the main challenger. I really don't. They're nine to two shots, four and a half to one for the mathematically challenged. But uh, but yeah, I, I think Villa, for me, are the surprise package possibly. The, the one that I think is interesting from a, a betting point of view is Everton. I mean, they're only three to one to get relegated. They just seem to be in an absolute quagmire of, um, and uh, you know the same price as sort of Fulham to go down, and you know Palace are seven to one to go down, and Everton are three to one. I mean that seems a big disparity. I I I'd definitely take Palace at sevens to go down, even though I've just said I'm a massive Roy Hodgson fan. I think he should have done. He, he was like a cricket night watchman last year, getting them back to safety, and then should have gone. I don't think he should carry on for another season. So I think seven to one Palace to be relegated is a is a massive price. Yeah, I mean, that's... I was quite shocked looking at this as well. And something else, just to go back to the top of the table for a minute, I'm quite surprised to see that the second favourite are Arsenal. And I think that's only... I think you're right. They're a bit of a flash-in-the-pan season, uh, you know, for the for the 22-23 for the season. But I don't think Arsenal fans predicted that. It wasn't obvious they were going to come in and finish second. And now, following that, I don't think they've done enough business to sort of justify that second place. I think probably you'd have like maybe Liverpool, Man United, and maybe under um, Poch, you know, Chelsea have probably got better odds of finishing kind of second or third or, or or above them. But I've also noticed that we're looking at the odds, and I'm for me, I'm looking at odds checker. Newcastle surprisingly close, uh, you know, lower down as well. And with all the money that Newcastle have, do you, did you expect them to do more business over the summer? Well, they've, they've sort of set their stall out a little bit, haven't they? They're, they're not going to just go and spend crazy money for the sake of it. That said, I could see them suddenly doing a sort of Mbappe kind of steal um, because they do have that kind of money. But I think what's bizarre odds-wise um, is the difference between Arsenal's price, which is four and a half to one, 
and then the next best is Liverpool eight. So nearly yeah. double. They're saying that, that Arsenal are nearly double as good as Liverpool. And to me, that is not going to be the case. And Man United are even bigger. So I, I think, you know, that that's who I'd be getting at. I think Arsenal not going to struggle, obviously, but I don't see them. I don't see the silver medal as a cakewalk for them at all. I'm going to get in touch with a couple of bookmakers and see if they'll price up who will be second because I do think that's a really fascinating Rubik's Cube of a market um, this season. They normally just do top four and that's what we've got at the moment. But I'm going to see if someone will price up silver medal because I just think if City buy two more players, they'll suddenly be one to two shots. Um, and then suddenly the kind of interest from a betting point of view is is kind of dulled. Uh, so interesting. And before we get on to the, the ne- sort of the negativity of uh, relegation, is there any team you see being dark horses this season? I mean, you've already mentioned Aston Villa, but anyone else you think maybe uh, fans have already underestimated? I mean, I'm talking, you know, maybe even just finishing in the top half that you wouldn't expect, or as you said, competing in that top four, top six. Yeah, I do. I think that there's always a surprise at the bottom and there's always a surprise at the top. And I think Villa can be the surprise nearer the top, admittedly less of a surprise in that they finished so well last season. But I think Forest are the ones that sort of are dividing opinion. They're only five to two to go down, but I, I'd be a, a massive layer of that. I think the fact that they got themselves out of trouble um, well last season, put faith in the manager... Um, I can see them going now that they're a bit more of a settled squad. I can see them going better than better than their price, if you see what I mean. Rather than necessarily not saying they're going to be top six or anything, but as you say, top half. I mean, five to two to be relegated, I think is is very very short. I'd be happy to lay that on on a betfair or similar um, at sort of. Well, 2.75 or threes, whatever I can uh, get away with. But uh, I think Forest and Villa would be my two um, surprises. And then let's go down to the bottom there. What are you thinking about relegation this season in the Premier League? I mean, it always ends up being this absolute kind of... I mean, last year was truly bizarre. I don't think it'll be quite the same. But I think there's plenty hovering around there that need to be worried, that think that they're not. You know, as I say, Palace, I think at sevens is a huge price. I think Burnley will be there or thereabouts. Um, Luton are like one to three favourites. So you have to put three pounds on to make one. And I can understand why that's the case. But of the other two, I think it's much, much harder. Um, Everton fans must be quaking in their boots to see them at three to one uh, to go down. I mean, that's really scary, you know, never have done and all that sort of stuff. Fulham at seven to two. Um, I mean, Mitrovic was, has been pivotal to, to them for so long um, and but possibly getting a bit long in the tooth or and or going. Um, and so they look, they look like a decent price, seven to two to go down. Um, I don't think there'll be a massive shock. I mean, it would be Everton would be the big one if they did, but I think they're too short to back um, to go down. And I think you know, in all honesty, when they had Lampard, I do think Lampard has proved himself to be one of the worst managers in the Premiership of all time, perhaps just behind Glenn Rhoda. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I do think that there's a bit of a yaz in the plastic population for them. The only way is up. Um, so that's too short. Um, 
But yeah, Palace, I think, are in trouble, and that's a huge price. Sevens, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, no, it really is. And I mean, again, this is very negative, but it's something we 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 kind of are now used to in the Premier League, especially. What do you think about managers? Is there a manager who's going to go? There's normally you get your first sacking in the first month or two of the Premier League. Is there any manager you think is for the chop early doors? I I think, I mean, as Super Roy Hodgson said years ago when he was at West Brom, he said anybody outside the top six is relegation fodder. And I think that's absolutely spot on. Um, There's no one that's safe outside the big five or six. And so I think as you rightly point out, I think someone will go within the first five to 10 games. Who that will be, I think, is just putting your finger in the air, to be honest, because it just depends on results. But anyone down there, I think, you know, sort of Fulham's, Everton's, Palace's, all those, Palace might change quickly if they if they need to, because Roy was really only there to sort of, he'd retired and, and steer them to, steer them to safety which he did I think it's a mistake to carry on with him um, and if they got punished early I think he'd be top of the leaderboard of that sort of market but Burnley as well you know I know that company everyone adores and blah blah but they have a bad start I think he could go very quickly um, they're all I mean you know all the teams you'd expect the managers there over at the top of that list but if I was going to have a punt I'd, I'd have Vincent Company in trouble Mm, that's interesting. That, that uh, you said that is a big name. Um, I think you know there's a, there's cer- certainly a lot of excitement about him coming in as manager. If anything, he's the star of Burnley. I mean, yeah, if, correct. In in promotions for the uh, I think the the season kicks off on well as we recorded this you know, season kicks off Friday, uh, which is Man City, Aston Villa, and the promotional images they're using are all Vincent Company. Yeah, I mean he is certainly the celeb, and obviously he'll get a good reception going up to the Etihad but uh, but I just don't think they've got enough debt I mean news on transfers for them is literally just like an old fashioned landline you know there is nothing going on there at all so I, th- I think they're bang in trouble and first three or four results go wrong and I think you could find that the exit door is uh, is there and welcome for him and um, although it's quite, I think it's quite easy to predict the top of the, well, you know, maybe the champions of the Premier League. But I find actually the relegation a lot harder these days because you don't quite, it always depends kind of on, on how business works. I mean, I don't think anyone would have possibly predicted Leicester going down last season purely because they're kind of a team who you expect that when they're in trouble, they take action. And you think last season took too long to remove Brendan Rodgers. Uh, and didn't do any business in the you know in the winter transfer window that everybody expected. Sometimes just business isn't going well for a club and things go wrong. And and the other side of that, you've got you know a, a team like Forest who can kind of suddenly bring in the likes of Chris Wood in the, in the winter transfer window and bring in all sorts. Um, so the, I suppose it's the, the style of whatever business goes on throughout the league is something you can't really predict. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that the championship is 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 the punter's graveyard. The bookmakers absolutely love the championship because as soon as someone gets the run of form of three or four games together, you know they're going to lose 4-0 and vice versa. It is so, so, so unpredictable. Um, yeah. You know, and to see, you know, 
some teams getting some points on the board early doors. There's not much store you can put by that. The only sort of possible surprise, I think, so far is how well Stoke played um, in their opener. Um, obviously owned by a betting company, ironically, um, for this part of the podcast. Um, and uh, they're the only surprise package, I think. But the normal people, I mean, Norwich seem to be sort of premiership point five, don't they, as a team? They they seem to be very good at getting up there, but never can then sort of put a foothold in the mountain, as it were. It is the premiership. So my advice from a betting point of view is just leave the championship well alone. <laughs> don't get me wrong, that's not knocking the championship as a league. I think it's absolutely fantastic watch. Um, I think possibly the other surprise from a betting point of view um, is is how short QPR are. They're seven to four to go down and you know, such a massive club with, you know, huge following and everything else, but they just do seem to be right in the quagmire at the moment. And uh, you can understand why they're that short, but you just, no club's too big to go down, but QPR in League One just feels wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's, you know, you look at the odds for the championship and it's the usual names you'd expect at the top, which is basically the Premier League teams, the big teams. You've got Leicester up there, Southampton, Leeds. Uh, and then you go to like your Middlesbrough, Ipswich, Norwich, Watford. Watford, obviously, as we record this, we've had the first um, game of the season in the EFL and Watford had a great start. Um, and I think the strange thing about the, the championship is, is that with the Premier League, by around sort of October time, you've kind of got an idea of where everybody's going to sit. Bar maybe one or two teams, you get the idea, right? There's just sort of the top teams. Here's your middle tier in there. With the championship, you can be touching, and I know this from experience, you can be t- you can be at the bottom of the the table in October, November, and yeah, win it and make our mails. Yeah, I mean it is it is truly bizarre as a league. I mean Middlesbrough, I would just put from a personal point of view, I have backed them so many times at fancy prices, thinking that they're you know they're a big club and blah blah. They have been a punter's absolute nightmare over the last sort of five years. Um, you know, 12s now to, to win it, which I think that's no chance. Three to one to go up again. I just, I would avoid from bitter person. They always say, don't talk through your pocket, but I'm going to here. Borough cost me a fortune, so I'd lay them all day long. <laughs> so it does say that if we take the three teams you think, just purely for the podcast, for the championship teams who you think will go up this season, um, who who do you think will go up? I always think when making this prediction, you get your two obvious ones in, and then you can have a bit of a wild card. So who would you go? Yeah, for? well that that's what I'm gonna do. I get I think Leicester are good enough. I don't think Watford are, frankly. Um, I think Watford will stay down. Leicester go up. I think my sort of wild card, as it were, is Stoke. And then I'm tempted by Millwall, you know. Um. They were knocking on the door last year and I just wonder if that experience might help them go up. I'd be a layer of leads. They just the whole ethos of the club, the whole culture of the club just seems to be on the floor. Um Southampton again, you know, everyone thinks that they're good enough. I'm not convinced they are. They've lost a lot of players. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go two wild cards, Millwall and Stoke and, and Leicester at the top. Fair enough. I, I personally have got. I think Southampton will be up there uh, purely for the fact that I think even when they're in the Premier League, they do have a lot of good Championship players. 
I think Che Adams is a good championship player. I don't think he's a good Premier League player. I think, uh, you know, Armstrong is a good um, championship player. I mean, at the moment, they've been able to start the season with War Prowse. Obviously, he's going to go. Um, and, uh, you know, I, th I think one thing Leicester will keep Vardy. I think Vardy, for his age, you know, no longer playing international football, um, has, you know, won a Premier League, has played in the Champions League, hasn't got a lot left to to play for and it seems very dedicated to, to the championship so I think Vardy will stay at Leicester and I agree with you I think they're going to go up um, I think Southampton could get up there purely for if they get the support from you know the owners that they need and I do think they've got a good team of championship players uh, again I think Leeds I think it could be another heartbreak for Leeds this season um, for me if I'm going to go for a bit of a wild card I, I see good things happening at Bristol City I think it's been slow but they've got a lot of money, and I think they, it's getting to a point now where fans are getting a bit rest, restless with Bristol City, sat in the championship for so long, and I just feel like there's a few good players in there. They're playing nicely, and I think they could be a wild card this season. Yeah, I mean, odds-wise, they're very interesting in that the odds just basically say mid-division. They scream mm. mid-division. They're 40-1 to one to win it, 11-1 to one to be top, to, to, go, to go up, and and an eight to be relegated, which seems quite short, if you see what I mean. Mm. Um, and so what the bookies are saying there is that they're just sort of bang on 10, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which may or may not be the case. As you say, there is money there, which is crucial in this league. Um, and, uh, and not very far from me. I, I'm West Barks, Lambourne Way, so I might get down there if they start getting a run together. Nice. And, uh, you know, for me as well, I, I'm looking at this list. I am very much struggling to see who would get relegated from this league. I think it's very, other than, you know, maybe Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, I think it's a, a very level playing field here. And I think it could be similar to last season, one of those seasons where you win two games in a row, you're in the playoffs, you lose two games in a row, you're right down in the relegation zone. Exactly right. And, that, and that's why I just think... So, I mean, there's no science behind this, but I think QPR is sort of big enough to stay up. Rotherham, yeah, fair enough. I understand why they're five to four. Um, Huddersfield favourites as well to go down. The one that sort of stands out as being, you know, very, very short price for a big club is Sheffield Wednesday at two and a half to one to go down. But I can understand why. Um, I mean, Coventry eight to one to go down, and I, I think they, you know, they're a decent little side to be honest. And again, with a massive fan base. But then, as you say, when you flick through all the things, Sunderland massive club, Sheffield Wednesday massive club, West Brom massive club. There's no one that's sort of rubbish there, you know. No, I, I agree. Um, let's pop down a, a league to League One. Um, what do you think? Again, this League One has become very interesting now. Uh, and I suppose, what what do you make of what's going on in League One at the moment? You've got a, a few teams in there who are really struggling. Obviously, in the modern game, there's a lot of teams who have fallen on hard times. Myself, as a Reading fan, we've cer we're certainly experiencing that. And you've got teams in there like Derby and Wigan who have had the same issues. So it's a bit, a bit of a, a, a poor man's league. Uh, and in that respect, it, a real, I think, could make it quite an exciting league for... Um, you know, for the neutrals. But uh, what, what have you thought so far with League One and promotion-wise? Well, I mean, as you say, it really is so wide open, this. You're looking at Derby at sort of five-to-one favourites, Bolton five-and-a-halves, and then eight-to-one bar, as we say in football betting. So, I mean, what the bookmakers, the message from the bookmakers there when you see a market like that is we don't have a flipping clue. 
<laughs> you know, that's what that betting says. It's just like five to one favorite, you know. I mean, that means it's anybody's league, um, you know, and then sort of eight tens bar that. And then the ones that are between sort of eight and 12 to one, uh, you know, piece of reports with Blackpool, Charlton, Oxford, um, and then the ding, your, your, your ding house. Yeah. 25s, I'm afraid, but I think, uh, you know, to win it, I think, you know, I don't think will happen, but I could see anybody going up. I mean, bar your sort of Fleetwoods and stuff, I, I can see anybody going up. Um, Carlisle won't go up, Cheltenham won't go up, but I mean, huge for them to be where they are. Again, very near me, so might be popping down there for an odd match when, when some of the big names come down the road. Um, and I mean, I just always think Pompey is sort of one of those sleeping giants, but they just never seem to deliver. So I think you'd have to lay them as well. Um, so what does that leave you with? I mean, I think Derby are just there for the name. I don't think, you know, I think Bolton would be my bet if I had to bet, but I would strongly urge punters to wait till sort of October before you start getting involved from a betting point of view. Yeah, I think I think League One is very interesting because it's a place where a lot of big teams can underperform. So your likes of Bolton Derby and uh, Portsmouth and Blackpool, and you know you've got you know you've got Charlton in there and Wigan, uh, but it's also where small teams can really do well. You know, and you think going back to my point before, you know you have had some quite big teams like Ipswich stay in there. They're obviously promoted now, but they're in there for way too long. I think Sunderland were in there for too long. Um, and, and I think Derby it's going to be the case with them and Bolton but yeah I mean I, I think that, you, that that's a good spot and if you are punting here do bear in mind that bookmakers move their odds because of weighted money and so often the fact that Derby are favourite is just probably because they've got a bigger fan base than say um, you know Peterborough or whatever and so it doesn't necessarily reflect their view of who will win it just weighted money goes on Derby and I think Charlton are a really interesting one um, under new ownership, very ambitious new ownership. But then, how many times have we heard that sort of line before? But anywhere between ten to one and fourteen to one. So again, the bookmaker is saying we just don't have a clue. And uh, as as I said as well, opposite to that, it's it's where small teams can can overperform. I mean, some you know, Shrewsbury, Stevenage, um, you know, Leighton Orient have gone up there nicely. They were in non-league not long ago. And uh, as you mentioned just now, Cheltenham, absolutely amazing for them in League One. And it's an away day for me as a Reading fan. I'm really looking forward to going to this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's a great little, it's a brilliant viewing pitch that you see everything. But I mean, the odds on Cheltenham are just hilarious. Anything between 50s and 475 to 1. <laughs> uh, so, uh, again, the bookmaker is saying we just cannot fathom this league at all. Um but yeah, I, I'm definitely going to get down to Cheltenham for not just the racing, but uh, but for some football as well. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think we're we're both regulars at the Cheltenham uh, the Cheltenham meets for the horse racing, um, and it will be nice to go down there and and watch a bit of football for a change. Um, yeah, so it should be sort of decent football for a change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's some of this. We've got um, down in League Two then. Such a such a sort of funny little league, League Two. Uh, obviously, that where I'm based currently in Swindon, I, I, I go down and watch a few games sometimes. And all I can say, really, the politest thing I can say about going to Swindon games is you can tell you're at a League Two game. I think I remember watching a, a, a one match. It was them versus uh, Mac, uh, 
who was it? Yeah, Macclesfield before they went bust, and it was um, they were playing with an, a, a huge six foot seven number ten up front, and I don't think touched the ball with his foot until like the sixty seventh minute. It's that sort of football. <laughs> I absolutely love it still. Um, so down here in League Two, then what what do you think? You've you've got some teams up in there who have you know had some championship experience over the years, such as MK Dons, Doncaster. Um, you know, you've got AFC Wimbledon are in there as well. There's Crew in there. There's there's a few you know teams with some big following in there. But um, I think all eyes are going to be on the Hollywood team, and that is Wrexham. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just sort of taking all the headlines. I was quite glad to see them lose their first match because, not because I disliked that at all. I think it's a wonderful sort of fairy tale story. But it was everyone was saying that once you go up, it's almost sort of easy to progress quite quickly so the fact that they lost their first game I think was really exciting in that everyone just thought they were just going to kind of batter it and they were sort of two and a half to one two to one to win it and now they're sort of nine to two fours I know it's only after one game but it's it's quite telling that it is a massive step up getting into the proper league um but again the odds are sort of them at fours and then next out sort of Stockport at sixes um and if I was a betting man, which I am, I would definitely take Stockport over Red uh, over Wrexham because I think a lot of that is just money, what we call mug money in the business. And um, punters go, oh yeah, I know Wrexham, yeah, they've got those superstars, owners, blah blah blah, and, and having a fiver. So I think that is definitely weight of money that they're four to one favourites to win it. Um, I, I'd much rather have my fiver on Stockport or Notts County. And um... Yeah, I mean, there's there's good opportunities there to go up. Uh, I mean, it's quite a the EFL sort of protects League Two because you know they kind of want to keep it as is, and the slipping out of it is harder. Uh, you know, is harder than slipping out of League One or the Championship to a certain extent. You really you need to you really need to mess up as a club to I think drop out of League Two. Is there anyone in there who you think could could drop out? there i know it's again it's quite a negative thing because you it's really bottom of the pile to to get to drop out into into non-league football but is there anyone in there you you think are, are gonna go i wouldn't say you, you can you, it's very difficult to predict because as you say again the odds tell you that the market like the bottom five six are all the same odds um i think if i was going to stick a fiver down to go down I, i'd be with newport I think Crawley might be all right. Um, they're sort of favourites to go down, but only just. And I think, you know, they've had some money. They've had some backing. So the crowds are coming back to Crawley. So I can see them just sort of gripping on, not not smashing it up. Harrogate would be, if you want a sort of relative outsider to go down, I think Harrogate Town might be the one to go with. But uh, my fiver goes on Newport. So there we go. That's the uh, the Football League and the Premier League looked at from top to bottom. Um, and uh, I suppose the one one thing to finish on is that how, how uh, no doubt, you put some bets on early last season and how did that go? <laughs> yeah, no, I had quite a good year in that I, I was very confident that Arsenal wouldn't win the league. Um, I got 13-8 to eight City uh, to win the league. They, you know, it, sort of in December and they went like one to four within about three weeks. So so that went well. Um, back Palace to stay up because um, I just thought Super Roy would 
nudge them in the right direction. So he had a good premiership. Uh, I don't touch the championship and from a betting point of view, as I say, I, I, that's not me slagging off the league. I watch it compulsively. Um, but from a betting point of view, I, I don't bet on the championship at all. And I would strongly urge anybody uh, out there that fancies a flutter to do the same and just enjoy it, but don't watch, uh, don't punt on it. Fantastic. Well, Ed, thanks so much for uh, for joining us. Great way to start the season. Everybody loves a, a prediction podcast. Maybe that's... Uh, Join, uh, join us again at the end of the season. We'll see how everything went and we'll see uh, how these predictions uh, go. Yeah, I never run away in anything I suggest. I always punt myself. So uh, just safe in the knowledge that if you lose on anything I've said, I will have done too. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks very much, Ed. Cheers, Sam. Good luck. It's a funny old game. A huge thank you again to Ed Powell for coming on the show. Great to have him on at last. And as we said, look, these are just some fun predictions. If you're going to gamble at all, please do so sensibly this season. Keep it fun. Um, so with that in mind, we now move on to the start of the 2023-2024 Premier League season, which of course means a new series of comedians talking about football. And the series starts proper next week with Karen Bailey talking about West Bromwich Albion. So I hope you join us for that. We've got loads of great guests coming this season, including a real highlight for me, the fantastic Davy Johns, uh, you know, award-winning actor, fantastic veteran comedian. We've got loads of great episodes coming this series and we've got a loads in our back catalogue as well if you're new to the podcast welcome but do go and check out our previous episodes we've got some fantastic guests from Mark Olver to Maisie Adam to Josh Pugh uh, to the cast of this country so if you want to go check them out they're on Spotify Apple or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now also do please check out our social media pages just search for us comedians talking about football on Facebook to follow our page on there or you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter, or both, with the handle exactly the same, at ComTalkFootyPod. That's at ComTalkFootyPod. Until then, it leaves me to say that if you want to join our fantasy football team, it's a bit late now though, I guess, then the link is in the description below. Uh, And I hope you join me next time for another episode of Comedians Talking About Football. Football. At the end of the day, football, it's a funny old game, comedians talking about football, comedians talking about football, comedians talking about football. Sports Social Podcast Network.